Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. You really have to have an arrogance to do that. So I want to say that the reason I'm here is the Yeshiva Chavetz Chaim is a place of tremendous Messiah, tremendous rebellion, and is a place that all of us, everybody here has been Zaycha. I was Zaycha family Simchas to meet the Rosh Hashiva of Henoch Libwitz Atzal. I was Zaycha once to have a family Simcha from my wife's side where I was actually in a hotel for a Shabbos Shabbos and this very convention was there and I asked and the yeshiva was nice enough to let me sit in on a question and answer with Rev. Henoch Libwitz. I remember things that the Rosh Hashiva Zatzal said and I could repeat things, a number of things that he said at that question and answer so it's interesting, years later, this is going back close to 25 years ago, it's interesting to be here now. But I want to say, I want to share very practically the yeshiva as a messiah and anything that we share learning together, that we share here, is only to bring up a conversation so that we can then run to our rebellion and talk over a sogyo of chinuch. I just want to share my experiences. That's what I want to do this morning. The, if I can start with the verb from Reb Nachman of Breslev by way of explaining my experiences. Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef HaTzadik is, is confronted with a tremendous Messiah. <clears throat> Chazal described, I like this visual, if, I, if you ever want to describe society today, this medrash like nails society today. The Medrash describes Aishas Paitifer wore a new baggage every single day. If you want to describe internet and just the society at large, Aishas Paitifer wore a new baggage every day to seduce Yosem HaTzadik. would probably be a pretty good way of describing society today. And Yosem HaTzadik is, is, is confronted with this massive Messiah and he runs out and he leaves his begotten. And the Ramban asks, why didn't he grab his begadim away? Yosef HaTzadik is stronger. He's a man. Grab your begadim. He's outside. The picture is overwhelming. The tzedkos of Yosef HaTzadik outside without begadim. And the Ramban asks the Kasha, why didn't he take his begadim? There's a piece of Reb Nachman. He says this briefly. And a, a, a person I respect a lot who's been on a big journey showed me the Reb Nachman you can read it and pass it by. He says it in like one sentence. He says something that to me defines Chinuch of today. And I want to share experiences based through, the, through this word of Reb Nachman. And Reb Nachman says that when taivas are raging and they're nisyonis that are very deep, you have a choice. Begadim represent perception, the way people see you. Begadim. A begad means clothing, and also a begad means treachery, means traitorous. And begadim are called treachery because they're what you're presenting. They're how you want others to see you. If it was you, it wouldn't be called a begad, it would be called you. So by its nature, it can't be you. It's a begad. And said Reb Nachman, when taivas are raging, you have to drop begadim. Begadim have an importance. There's a big place for begadim. Our Kayim Gadol on the base of Mignesh wears begadim. But when taivas are raging, when Aishas Paitifera is presenting a new begin every day, says Reb Nachman, then you have to drop a Godin. 
in such a world, begotten have to be trapped, and you have to get to who you are, to your essence. And the only way to survive the Vayana Sachutza is to drop begotten. And I think today, this point of dropping begotten, of the willingness to be honest, to be real, there's perception, and perception matters and has a place. Begotten matter, but when Yetzirah is raging, when Isyanis are raging, authenticity and who you are and what you are, begotten have to be dropped. And the question is, the real question to me is how can we promote an environment? It's very scary to drop begotten. It's much easier to smile, to be, to be presentable is much, much easier. How do we encourage somebody? I spoke to Rosh Hashiva on Thursday morning. And he described the Bachar, who I know, he's having a lot of atzlach, it's the end of his man, people are making cheshben. Rosh Hashivas are cheshben in The guy he's most scared of in his yeshiva looks the best. Looks the absolute best in his yeshiva. And he's scared because he said, I know he's hiding tremendous amounts. And the question is, how can we promote an environment that a Bachar is willing to drop his begadim? very scary to be honest it's very scary to present yourself to that that scared person so how do we create an environment that it's safe to be honest and real I got a letter from a group this happened this week I got a letter in the mail I don't advise sending cash in the mail I understand it didn't get stolen but I got a $50 bill in the mail and it was a letter from a group of Bahram in one of the best yeshivas, what's known as one of the best yeshivas in America. They have all the external, they have, they have a lot of begadim there. And the letter said that we collected $50, we don't have money, we'd like to give more, but we want this to go. I be yeshiva, they're not so much the begadim, we're not great at the begadim. And the letter said, we're a group of guys, your yeshiva saved us, saved our lives. And we collected $50, they sent it in the mail, a chiddush, and they said, because you saved our lives, and they wrote a beautiful letter describing the willingness to actually get real and get comfortable from seeing courageous Bachim drop their begadim. And the question is, how can we get, how can we promote an environment that we can, we can call, we do things, we say question and answers. People, so that does that promote honesty? Honesty is not to ask a deep philosophical question that actually usually hides the, the, the lonely, the question that's really within. And the question is how we can promote. I want to say as follows the Torah that all of us represent in our teaching, it is my belief, I, I think we share this belief that the Torah addresses every single situation in life. Every unique situation that anybody we know, ourselves included, have is addressed in the Torah. It frustrates me at question and answers when Rabbanim or Rebbeim answer from psychology books and elsewhere. There's Chachma Bagayim, tremendous Chachma Bagayim. It's all in the Torah. And there's nothing wrong, people use Chachmas Hagayim, but as Rabbanim and Rebbeim, the Torah addresses, could we always find, go to a bigger Talmud Chacham. The Torah addresses every aspect of life. The Gemara Baba Kamatzadi Beis describes Chachmas Hagayim. Where do you know the rich get richer? And it brings a Chazal, brings a Mishnah, Bikurim, a Pasuk, 
when you say where is it in the Torah, maybe it's not. There's a premise to the Gemara that is if, if there's a Dvar Chachmatz in the Torah, the Gemara asks Haman minat Torah minolan. Maybe he's not. There's no such thing of existence in the world that's not in the Torah, that's not addressed by our Torah. And what we want all of our students to know is every single situation of their life, everything they're going through, every worry that we have and they have is addressed in the Torah. It's all, all there. In a very honest and real way, who you are and what you are is addressed in the Torah, is spoken about in the Torah. I want to tell a story that we have in the yeshiva, the wives, the mothers have a chat, a mother's chat. In the yeshiva, all the mothers rally together to join the yeshiva. And they listen to the Torah of the yeshiva and they discuss. My wife, I've been a parent in the Masifta for seven years now, so my wife's on that chat. So I hear from her the discussions. The father's chat, I'm not on, even though I'm a father in the Masifta, because I want people to talk freely. I don't think much talking goes on there anyway. But there's a father's chat. So somebody calls me up that there's a man, that there's a man on the father's chat who for three days is like Tain and Stark, that what's wrong in the yeshiva, the rebellion Mashaisik, the serious wrongdoing. Bachar comes to share without a yarmulke and the Rebbe's quiet. And and the father's saying, What's going on here? What's happening? It's a big taina. I like tainas. We're normal and we're we're flawed. And it's important to hear tainas, and they're good tainas on the yeshiva. And the guy's making a serious question. I love questions and attacks, because some are true, and you get better, and you change. You also hate questions and attacks. But a part of me likes it. And the father's saying that rebellion are quiet to serious wrongdoing. A guy comes to share without a yamak, and a rebbe's quiet. A guy comes with a boombox, he's playing inappropriate music, he turns it off a shear, only because you won't be able to hear the Rebbe, but the Rebbe didn't say anything. Shtika kaida, that's what's going on. How are you shaisek? It's very big taina. Where's the loyalty to Hashem? Things that are foreign and you're quiet, you're accepting of. That was the taina that this father had. It happens to be, it was a very busy time in my life. I asked one of the rebellion to please answer him. If you could put a voice note and give the explain. I want to paraphrase what the Rebbe told him. He told him that people have, there's a condition called a nonverbal learning disability. You see it once in a while, it's on the spectrum. Somebody who's not attuned to the nonverbal part of communication. They tend to be klutzy, people like that. They tend to talk excessively, people like that. It's a certain type, it's a schnitt. And, and he told the father that a lot of communication is nonverbal and there's a conversation that you're missing out that's being had that the student and the Rebbe are aware of and a very real conversation. And many, many guys are convinced and I want to talk what leads to this convincing and how we have to change it. Many guys are convinced that their sogya no longer belongs in the base Medrash. If you know what I've done, what I've seen, what I've been exposed to, I'm out of the base medrash. And he's coming without a yarmulke, he's communicating something to the Rebbe. Different people have different ways and are different yeshivas of communicating something. I don't fit here, not me, not my struggles. And in the best of yeshivas, in the ones with the most begotten, Bachram feel this way also, 
that my struggle and my issue doesn't really have shaykhs in this space medrash. I can behave and some do want to get a 96 and an olive plus, but my struggles and who I am don't really fit in this space medrash. I'm out already. I'm, I'm at places and seeing things. And that's what the Bachar is saying to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe said we're having a boxing match. You're saying I'm silent and you're saying, why didn't I say anything? You don't understand, I'm in the middle of a brawl, an all-out brawl. And what I do is he comes without a yarmulke, I proceed to say a delicate dvartira, a subtlety in kibbut avim, a sophisticated idea in shiluach hakan, a daher in a ramban. And what I'm saying to the bachar is you're shayich to the base mesh, I don't agree with you. And the next day he comes to prove more Rebbe, you don't get it. He brings the boom box on day two. And day three he'll have a different way of expressing. He'll fight back and punch harder. And I slug him back by the next day saying even even more finer and subtle and better for it. And we're in a massive brawl until two months in. He says, I guess you're right, I am Shaykh to the base Madrash. And every Rebbe has to teach our students that the Tyrus speaks, we're frail also and human also. We're also, on the Rebbe and the Talmud, the angels said that the Tyrus shouldn't go to them. The angels had this kasha. The angels couldn't believe. The angels who are in a world of perfection were very troubled that there's something called Tyra. When the angels didn't want us to have Tyra, there's a bomb kasha. The angels didn't want us to have Tyra. Didn't they see the Tyra talks to us? Clearly, there's a Torah that is angelic. There's a Torah that, that they didn't want the very Torah we have to be in existence. They wanted the Shirish of Torah. They wanted the Shrash of the roots, the place Torah is taking us, the perfect world. But Rebbe and student are imperfect and have challenges and thoughts and difficulties, and the Torah speaks to our difficulties. And I think this giving this over, that the Torah deals with every aspect of all our lives, it speaks, to, it speaks, it's real, as you and I are real, as our issues are real. And the Torah deals. I don't say in our room, I might learn a ritva with you. And I'm learning Chachm, and I don't say on every ritva, you'll know how it connects to all your Nisiyanis. But I want you to know what Torah is, that hafaychba, hafaychba, the kulabas, chachmas Hashem. And in it is contained. And if you have questions, my father, on any discussion in my house, any, on any topic, in anything, you could talk anything in the world, bring a raya from Torah. Where does it say? Where does it say? Bring the raya. Where does it say in the Torah? It has everything's there in the Torah. What I want to suggest the Rebbe can do, and I'm not too how to do this, and I'm not even sure what has to do this, what I want to suggest. And this is very different than the secular world. In the secular world, the teacher is very, is very clearly, I'm teacher, I'm teacher somebody. In the yeshiva by us as a mushal, I don't care about the mushal. I don't care. Not <coughs> one, I never spoke to the rabbeim about this. Not one rabbi will ever introduce himself. I'm rabbi so-and-so. Never, never. You, couldn't, you wouldn't catch them ever. I'm Dan, Daniel. Ellie... Yosef, they never. Now, I'm not talking, I don't care. There's a rabbi introduced himself as I'm rabbi so and so. I'm not talking about how he introduced himself. 
I'm talking about the Rebbe himself dropping his begadim. That we can't ask our students, the Rebbe is the Rebbe. I'm not talking about going down. The Rebbe has to watch what he says. But I'm talking about promoting. If we're in a classroom that doesn't feel like life, there's charisma. Geshmak, hevru, geshmak. How are we promoting an environment what we're studying is very authentic? What you and I, two human beings, we're studying something that's authentic. And in a world where Asia's Pontifera is wearing begadim, new begadim every day, we, it's so passionate that what people are craving is something very authentic. And Avada, there's a Maila, somebody introduced himself, Rebbe, he's the Rebbe, and there's such a Madragan that has to be discussed as balance for sure. And I'm not talking about a Rebbe, a Rebbe has to speak a certain way and present a certain way, but there's also a human being, and there's authentic things going on in that room, and an authentic human being is studying an authentic Torah. And that creating an environment and asking a student to drop the Godim, and we're all never doing so, I don't believe the student ever can drop his begadim can ever be in a matzav of, of authentic, of honest, of real, if the Rebbe's not being in that matzav. I don't think we can ask what we're not doing, what we're not promoting and creating. And that prat, in some way, in some way, in some way, and I, there are different methods, but in some way, asking ourselves, does it sense? I want to say a line from Rev Hirsch. Rev Hirsch saw cities go off the derrick. And I he saw entire cities go off the derech. And Rev Hirsch was worried and concerned, and I suspect he'd be concerned today. I suspect there are winds and difficulties. There's, there's, there's a lot of people falling prey to a lot of foreign places, and I think he'd be concerned today. It's my personal opinion. And Rev Hirsch said a line that the Rebbeim took life. He, they took life and they removed it from the Torah, and the students removed Torah from life. That's Rev Hirsch commented. The Rebbeim removed life from Torah, and the students removed Torah from life. He certainly was promoting a Torah that we describe how Torah talks to our life, but also creating an environment of authenticity. That the Rebbe himself, again, not saying the Rebbe's not sharing all his challenges, but creating an environment of real. We are safe to be real. It's safe to be comfortable. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the classroom is different than life. People talk different here. People hot no, just the human beings. Shalom Aleichem. Daniel Kalishan. Again, the Bakr calls the Rebbe Rebbe. The respect. Rav always, always. But there's an environment of authentic. I think in that environment, we're promoting a student, we're promoting a bacher that he also can be real and authentic. Certainly there's such a thing called charisma, there's such a thing called the method of making an exciting classroom, but make sure that that technique and all the techniques don't cover up realness and authenticity. It leads and segues into point two. I want to talk over here. I would like to just finish then, then have conversation. It leads really into point two. The point two is, Abach is a brilliant guy. 
A guy's a brilliant guy, not the type. He's living, he's graduated, he's a lawyer today and coming back. Somebody I have a shaykhus to was in yeshiva. He said a line to me, not as an excuse. He's not that type of guy. And he said something that frightened me. He said that I never had a Rebbe that I liked his life. There's a Bachar I know, a very sophisticated, not a Bachar. He said this to me, he's a Bachar today, he's married, Baruch Hashem, with a child. And his father's a Baal Shuvah. And his father asked him the following question. He was in 10th grade of the yeshiva, begging to leave, begging to get out. His father said, I don't get you. You're a, I raise sophisticated kids. You're a sophisticated guy. <clears throat> and I ask you a question. He said, I didn't like school. Mom didn't like school. Most of us here didn't like high school. But, you know, school, school was, you know, you deal with it. What's what you kids today? Grind it out. What are you talking? You're begging to leave. You want like, to be happy and enjoy. What are you talking about? School is your work. You got it out. You get the diploma. What's your deal? I don't get You're a classy kid. You get life. What are you saying? What are you talking about? That's the father asked his son. The son said back, Dad, I want to explain it. He said, Dad, you were in PS 140. He's about children. He was in public school. Maybe a private school. He said, you were in a high school. We're fine. Get your diploma. You need that diploma for your job. And you don't like it. You like it. Got it out. What's the difference? He said, I'm learning who my wife is going to be, how I'm going to behave the rest of my life. You can't say, got it out. I'm not studying information that maybe I'll need and maybe I won't for my career. Then you could say, got it out. I'm studying who my wife's going to be. I'm studying what my life's decisions are going to be. You can't say, got it out. I need to find something that, yeah, Taka, this is how my life's going to look. As rebellion, as teachers of Torah, we're presenting a lifestyle, we're giving something that's relevant to life, that's relevant to every aspect of our life. There are times I'm sitting in front of the guys, and I just say to myself, I want them to have Shabbos. I want them to have Shabbos so badly. And I'll see a guy who's struggling to keep Shabbos. And I want him to have Shabbos. What my parents gave me, that I come to Shabbos, I'm excited, Shabbos. I want him to have Shabbos. I ask, what should, should I scream at him? Should I beat him? What should I do? I want him to have Shabbos. A Rosh Yeshiva called me up, called me in, I met for two hours. said, I heard this Hillel Shabbos near Yeshiva. So I said to the Rosh Yeshiva, beautiful Yid who cares about Shabbos. He asked me to come down. I went to his office. I said, can I ask you a question? Do you think the same Bachar goes to you and you teach him Shabbos and I teach him Chilol Shabbos? I said, Rebbe, you throw the guy out for Chilol Shabbos and God still has Mechalol Shabbos. The Jewish people are no better. Your school is. He comes to us, the Mechalol Shabbos. Yeah, I have a Mechalol Shabbos, as God does. And he becomes from. Now, how do, what do we do? He's Mechalol Shabbos. The only answer is I have to connect to Shabbos. It's not so easy. And I like Shabbos. I love a bowl of chalut. I have to connect better. He has to see something about Shabbos. A guy got up in yeshiva, this past might say Shabbos, a normal, cool kid, great lefty ball player. He got up, 
He was bawling. He was upset after that he said it, but tough luck. He said it in front of 200 kids. Do you know what a guy today, a kid, this sounds like from Gedoyim, he's a normal, not exaggerated fairy. He was crying, and amidst his cries, he said that every Shabbos, he says to Hashem before Shabbos, he reads all his problems, and he hands them to Hashem. He has the best day of the week. He reads to Hashem, to God, and he reads a list of his problems. Hashlechel Hashem is a guy today, a kid today, a normal kid, regular guy, reads Tashem all his problems and goes in. His connection by Shabbos is like, is Madregas. Wow. The only way we can ask anybody, our, our students, anything is for us to be connected. But in our own lives, Rebellion asks, Can I take off today? I need to take my son to the doctor. I said, You're fired if you don't take off. I'm not giving a joke. If he's not a father, so what shaykh is to being a Rebbe? If he's not a husband, my wife's not feeling well, don't you dare be here. If you're not a... Our cho- By the way, how we treat each other, fellow Rebbeim. I have a friend who took over yeshiva. He called me up. Just became mamish now. He said, you know the first thing I'm doing? Number one, is the Rebbeim have to be warmer to each other. Do our students always see us with our spouses? Do our students see us with our children? Halavai. But to our fellow Rebbeim, are we warm? Are we loving? Are we kind? Are we patient? Do we care about their Torah? Do we care about their standing in the yeshiva? The basics of life that were infused, our own life is fire. Our own life is connected. We have good friendship. They see two Rebbeim joke beautifully together. They're warm. They're joking. They love each other. That's like there's no start to any inspiration to a student, a, a Rebbe can get in there and have all the tricks of the trade. To the secular world, a teacher is a manipulator. A mechanic. I read something that made me shiver. It made me shiver because they're carbonists from this. I was so frustrated. I didn't know this mechanic. Somebody was nifter recently, and I saw an article in appreciation of a mechanic. Kulay was what a grand manipulator he was. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. Yes, there are techniques to chinuch. Yes, there's something. Any, I once had his public speech, and the speaker before me had all the techniques of speaking and said nothing. And I was so like disgusted. There's such a thing, power, but yet there's a whole technique of speaking that I'm using none of today. It's just not the place for it. There's such a thing called techniques of speaking. After this guy used techniques of speaking and said nothing, I got up, okay, hi guys, and I just like, just like, I, I, off, I was going to take off my shirt, take, I'm just going to, just, let's just, let, let's talk something real, let's do something, let's, so there's techniques, there's such a thing that's not a mechanic, that's cute, that's cute, yes, there's classroom management, yes, 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 yes. My son, my, our, our children, my son goes to a Rebbe. What do I want? Pass the techniques, pass curriculum. There's such a thing called curriculum. I want him to love Tyra. I want him to see a Ben Tyra, to see somebody living who's a beautiful person and say, Tyra's for me. What do you have? What do you have? And what that demands from any Rebbe and Mechanech is in our own lives, in our own relationships that were infused, that we ask, how does the Torah demand I behave to this one, to that one? 
a guy in Lakewood goes to the coffee room. And he's in the middle of learning with his chavrosa. I sat next to a kid. I sat next to a kid at a chuppah last night. He was learning Hayam and Beis and Gittin. And he was learning like loudly at the chuppah. That was beautiful. I'm not being cynical. I gave him a hug. It was so beautiful, a Yiddish teenager into Torah. What I wish he knew is there's a Torah of sitting at a chuppah. I wish he knew that. He doesn't know that. So I wanted to give him chizuk. He was learning Hamid Bez. I asked him if a rav, I, I whispered, I said, if he, I wanted to be mechazik what he was doing, even though I don't agree with him. Not I don't agree to learn, but, I don't, but learn the Torah sitting at a chuppah. That's also a subject. But I asked him, I asked him, you know, if you go to one rav and he asks her, could you go to a second rav and get a cooler? He was learning by head, your boy, Lasuya Gita. Fine, okay, so that was the subject. If you get a chumra, could you get a kula from a different rub? But, but there's a tire of sitting. When a guy goes to the coffee room, there's a tire how to go to a coffee room. There's a tire of that. And by the way, it's in the tire. Everything's in the tire. There's a tire how to go to a coffee room, how to behave in a coffee room. We're, I'm, we're sitting here with Talmidim with Rosh Hashivah Zatzal. We know there's Tyra in every aspect. There's a Tyra had to go shopping, and there's a Tyra, and you could find Mikairas. Not you're looking, not you're saying like a Zug and Fort. No, the Tyra speaks about everything. The Aves traveled that went and came. There's Tyra, exact Tyra, to every situation, every nuance of our life. There's a Tyra that directs and discusses every nuance of our life. And all of us want to communicate. We want to give over this Torah so, so much to our students. I think the, the, the message that I want to say is we have to reflect in our own lives, in our own interactions. How we behave in the Rebbe's room will be like the Icar of the Yeshiva, literally. That will be like the start. How we treat the other Rebbe, are we warm to the other Rebbe? Are we encouraging? Are we loving? Are we worried the other Rebbe's? To me, the, how the Rebbeim treat each other's kids. That's the staff of the yeshiva. Every kid is like the kid of every rebbe. One of the rebbeim has a difficult son, so all the rebbeim, we have a difficult child. He's our kid. We're, we're, we're working together. I don't know how you start a yeshiva without that. I don't know where the start is. And that's, the, that's, that's what we want our Talmidim to see. They're seeing Torah lived, Torah practiced, Torah applied. And that's what they're experiencing, our students. What, how does Torah look? How does the life of Torah look? And any student has to say, not because it was manipulated and the Rebbe Gishmak has good techniques to like push another, there's such a thing, motivating, there's so years of motivating and encouraging, there are techniques. But the Iker of Chinach is a Bachar, analyzes his Rebbe and sees what he is, what he's about. A son of mine, a son of mine described the Rebbe, and the, the Yitzhak Tzadik, he was frustrated, the guys didn't have a Cheshek for Torah. He gave like an hour speech about Simcha of Torah. And my son ironically pointed out that he doesn't think his Rebbe enjoys learning so much. He doesn't see that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazingly ironic that he doesn't see, he doesn't look like his Rebbe enjoys. Now, he could be wrong, <laughs> but it's pretty ironic he doesn't think his Rebbe enjoys Simcha. He gave an hour speech about Simcha of Torah. Yeah, about the Okay, that 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 that's that's a sad irony. That's a sad irony that the Talmudim don't see that he enjoys his learning. That he that the learning is like a chiyus to him, and then it's a shmuz. He looks at a classroom of guys who don't enjoy Torah. 
and this point to infuse our own lives with Torah as Rebbeim, every interaction. What type of husband we are is like the start of being a Rebbe. So then we're, then we're at the start of being a, a teacher, a girl's teacher. Is what type of wife, what type of mama, what type of father, what type... That's the start of everything, because that's what we're showing, that's what's being learned. All of us have kids, they go to any Rebbe, what do we want? My son had a Rebbe this year, and he walked out. He said, I also want to be a Ben Torah. He walked out. Look, look at a Ben Torah. Look at a wonderful person a Ben Torah is. It's worked out. Such a person who's absorbed Torah, who lives Torah, who's a walking embodiment of Torah. So, of course, we're, the, we're, we're, an, we're, we're an announcement for Torah. It's a funny thing. I'm coming here today, this morning, as, I don't want to say an outsider. With an uncle, Rabbi Semel, I'm not an outsider. I'm very close to the Glazer Mishpacha. Right, Goldberg's an old friend. I'm not an outsider. But you can come in and speak, though. I'm trying not to. You can come in as an outsider and darshan. An outsider, as a yeshiva visitor, a rabbi can't speak. You know the father who had a bar mitzvah, family bar mitzvah, pretends to speak to his son and it's corny and cheesy and what you know is just not authentic. Dear son, like, hello. <laughs> Have you met him before? Maybe not. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're his father. You're like, he knows you like that. Stop acting so awkward. It doesn't work like that. At a, at a, and you could speak to him. You speak to him by what you yourself are feeling at your son's birth. He knows what you're thinking. He knows your, our kids know us. When we're close to people, when we're close, our students, to, maybe day one, give, prepare your speech for day one, and then don't give another speech in your classroom. The rest of the time is, who are you? Who are you? How do you treat the other Rebbeim in the coffee room? You, the, the other Rebbe's son is strong. What are you doing about it? He's your partner. He's your friend. What, do you, are you doing anything about him? It has to be we're practicing shtark in our relationships, in our life, it's infused with the chiyas of Torah, that we ask ourselves in every aspect is governed as what, we're human, we're human. How do you calm the fear of losing control? I'm going to be real, I'm going to be afraid that no one's going to want to Techniques, the answer, the answer is I'm not promoting against techniques. I don't think it's a steer to techniques. I think before techniques, mm-hmm. this is before, t- there are techniques to keep, to keep a classroom in order. And, I, mean, and you, I, I, mean, I think that mistake, I think the ones who have this have the most control. I think yeah. it's a mistake. I think the persona actually causes lack. Kids see right through it. Kids are brilliant. And I think dropping guard actually promotes more respect more order with, with techniques that certainly we should learn. But I don't think it's the truth. I think people today are starving for authenticity, starving for it. I think the rebellion who have it, the classroom is better with technique. The same two people doing technique, but one is only persona. I think today it's imperative to drop the goddamn. I, I think it has to be. And I think if we don't, Aisha's pretty fair, nobody will run out. You gotta leave your begadim inside. I think there's an amount. I, that's what I see today, and that's what I'm asking and presenting. I want to say this: the two parts are our own lives to be congruent, to be worked out. Put a lot into that. Hachana for shear is being a good husband, infusing what the, that, you bring that to shear. You come to shear. Ten minutes to shear. Quickly call your spouse. That's you come to shear with. 
Let's say you come to Shir, be a good father, be a good, be good. What goes on in the Rebbe's room is the Iker of Shir. If they're fighting, there's infighting. So what, what does it mean, Shir? You taught a Ritva, but you don't live a Ritva. And the students see it. They see it. What do we want for our own children? To see a Rebbe on fire with Torah and its values. If the Rebbe's room is not on fire with warmth and love and people who are there for each other, I have big cash on the matzah. Would you want your son in that matzah? And then what, what are we teaching then? Then it's a subject. Then math. But, in, but remember, in math, okay, so then, but in Mechas V'shom, we're teaching Torah. We're teaching something which is relevant to our own lives. Again, we're human. We're human with human frailties and flaws, and we mess up sometimes. But then we're correcting and working. That's, that, that's, we're presenting something that's part of our lives, that deals and speaks to our lives. That's what we're presenting. Yes? What would uh, Rabbi Kalish say the tafkir of a masifta is? Is it an educational institution that needs to give over information and skills, etc.? Or is it to make a, a Talmud kosher with Tyre and with Hashem? What do you say? <laughs> what I say personally is the second one, the latter. It sounded like a lot of what Rabbi Kalish We're friends, said. we're friends. <laughs> we'd be friends if we held the first way too, but, but we'd be friends in a fight. <laughs> Seems like uh, we're we're we're, we're <laughs> Anyone else we have a conversation with? We're a school. That's why we're here to connect with a lot of Yechidim. We're here to connect with a lot of Yechidim. I think the whole room. I, I, think, <laughs> I think I think this I think this point is where we differ from the secular world. I think a yeshiva has to be this. If there's a degree of control, it's like oh, it's debatable. It's debatable. Does it look wild? No. I don't think it looks wild. I think that this is the underlying, this is the passion, to, that, that this is, a bacher walks away, Torah's real, Yiddishkeit's real. Look at my Rebbe's life. Look at his life in an authentic way. A human being? He's not, not perfect. We're not angels. We're human. But, but look, but look, look, the, the life is something. I want, a bacher should be tempted by his Rebbe's life, by the way the Rebbe behaves, because the Rebbe lives Tyre, and we're, we're teaching Tyre, we're teaching something, and it's in our lives, it's part of our lives, the faith of a learner of Tyre. We all have the Rebbe coming in as his own worries, so we have to, we work on our own emun in our situation, as a hachana for shir to bring the Torah in our own lives, our own, the Rebbe's a calm person, he worked on his own faith, on his own emunah, for his own challenges, shares, doesn't share, it will get, it will get whatever we choose to say, they know us. We stand there, we're together, they know us. Of course what you said is so beautiful and true, and you live in it, who could not, disagree, uh, not agree with it, but calling yourself Rabbi Schwartz, why is that not authentic? It's authentic. Especially, especially if, Lamaisa, you agree that there is differences in a rabbi in a Talmud. So what's the what's I'm not. I'm, I don't care if a rabbi calls himself rabbi or not. Zero. Yeah. Zero. I was bringing out a subtlety. It's, it's funny that a rabbi calls himself rabbi. A rabbi's entitled to feel proud. There was a day it was important. When the Rosh Hashiva Zatzal pushed Talmidim to go into Chinuch, I think it was important a guy to say, I'm rabbi so-and-so. should be a shtoltz, and he still should have the shtoltz. It's a big zach, you're a rabbi. Big thing. I think today, and I'm not promoting, I don't care if a Rebbe calls a Rebbe, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if any Rebbeim. I think this word of an honest room, by the secular, there'll be no musig, I'm Dan Kalish, there'll be no musig. Because teachers, students, they're, they're creating, it's the word contrived, is what 
is they're pounding contrived. Teachers and students, they're pounding contrived. In a world of honesty, you wouldn't be afraid to say, my name's Daniel Kesh. I'm not, it's not about creating, it's asel chara, not asel chatamidim. So many times things do get blurred, and sometimes when we reduce ourselves, there is like that camaraderie which is not so healthy. When you know, Rebbe's just one of the guys totally. Shouldn't there be a little I bit? I want of that from a more real place. I want that. The Rebbe should. Rabbi Kalish? I don't want it from that place. I want the demand because I want to be. I want to have. I want to have it on the basketball court. I'm so careful that well, he's okay, Rebbe. I want to get it from a better place. I don't want it from the school place. I want it from an authentic place. The Rebbe watched. The Rebbe, sorry, Rebbe. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it, an inappropriate thing in front of Rebbe. It's from a place of authentic place, not from a contrived place. I think you can get the, the respect in yeshiva to a place. Is off the charts. I almost you can ask Ray Glaze, who's been there. The respect is off the charts to the Rebbeim, who never say I'm Rabbi so and so. Crazy respect, crazy, much more than average in plenty of schools that I'm Rabbi so and so. So I'm, I'm promoting, and of course he, he has to live up. You're a Rebbe. It's not not accepting who you are. You're a Rebbe. Call it what it is. But there's a place of authenticity. There's a place of realness. The Rebbe doesn't wake up in the middle of the night. You know, I, mean, I never thought of myself as a rabbi, as Mrs. Rabbi. Yeah, like looking around course. me and my father is... To ourselves, of course not. But, nice but I want, but I yeah. can't, I need yeah. it. So if I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Dan Kish, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I don't say my name is Rebbe. Could you, could you picture that? A guy says my name is Rebbe? No. <laughs> my son, my son, my son said to me, my son is little. Now he's seven. He figured out life a little more. He was little. I said, I know your real name. I'm going to say that your name's Reddy. So he, I figured it out. Okay. I figured it out. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, so, Mike, but I don't care. I don't care the Indian. And somebody could tell me why it's important to say rabbi. I, I agree with you. There's an Indian in saying rabbi is the hakara, I'm a Rebbe, not to shirk that and that responsibility. So there's an Indian to say I'm Rabbi Kelsh. I hear it. I never, can, I never can do it with it. I don't see myself like that. I feel like I'm a liar. I can't do it. Sounds like you said all the rebellion are, are pretty careful. Because I'm, it's interesting. It never was spoken about once, and I just noticed it because I'm promoting honesty. I think that you just dropped that. I don't. And, and the Bachum Chas V'Shalom. If the Bachum would ever, it, it should be very nicker. Who's the Rebbe? And I'm not talking about going down Madrigas. I'm talking about an honest environment. No Rebbe views. I'm Rabbi Salah. <laughs> you don't. The covet with our own children is earned. You don't demand. It's not. You don't demand that it comes. Oh, it's yeah. there. It's. It's very there. And they. They have. No. No Bachur says they have. They have. I had one guy in, in 20 plus years of Chinook Russia, one guy who's a unique guy, unique person, very, very unique thinker, went through a lot of tsar. Once in my life, I walked in in the morning, and a guy said, good morning, Daniel. <laughs> and I said, good morning. I said, good morning back. Now he said, I was, he said, I beg Michila, I did that. I was so curious what would happen. I wanted to see your eyes when I said that. Yes, we should have Yeah. Wow. So I wanted to see your eyes. That happened once. That's a weird guy. How are you wrong? How are you wrong? I didn't see my eyes. What is it? <laughs> Inside, what I think is weird. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, so it sounds like you're being, uh, focusing very much on the Simcha Sachaim of, of the Rabbi and his Abba Hashem. If, if you were advising a principal that was had a, a few choices for Abayim, 
and one was a lot stronger in learning, a much bigger lamdin. He's not depressed, he's, he's you know, shlapsach. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's not the most effusive, he's not the best, but the guy is a very big lamdin. Uh, let's say he's, he's 8 out of 10, uh, you know, in lamdis, and uh, he's 3 out of 10 in, uh, you know, He's married, he's all right. His kids, he's all right. You know, he doesn't get too excited about things. I would never hire him. Oh, I didn't finish the question. I didn't finish the question. Next thing would be hired. Okay, five. We'll go with five. wouldn't need any more. All right, six. But the question is... Not negotiable. But no, so the question is... How much of a Talmud Chacham is negotiable? No, no, so I'm saying, let's say, okay, so let's say it's an eight and a four to eight and a four. Nine and a book. One second, sorry. Eight and Lambdis and four or five and Simcha Sachayim. Or eight and Simcha Sachayim. He's okay, Lambdin. I think, I think I may have heard... We can discuss how much... Hashem Rosh Hashiva is certain... I don't know, I'm not sure. Yes, without Simcha Sachayim, he's not higher. What? Without Simcha Sachayim, he's not higher. No chance. It has to be very... Nine out of ten. Yes, zero. Zero chance. How much Talmud Chacham is a question. Everybody has to... You have to be holding in Torah to teach Torah, to be holding in Torah, real. So there's an amount, but it's more of a question how much. He's a big... He knows a lot. He doesn't know every ritvas. It's a discussion. It's not a discussion without Simcha Sachayim. He has to... He has to be top-notch. He's not... He has to... One question. Assuming that everybody in this room accepted everything she would say, there's a tremendous chizak that you have to be able to articulate to parents, articulate to another yeshiva, and I think that's the biggest incentive in this room, is that I think everybody leaves yeshiva, they believe in everything you said. And then they have parents, where's the guy's yamaka? Where they have parents, and they have yeshivas who say, kill Shabbos in yeshiva, and that's where everybody starts to get all wobbly. So I just want to know where you get the chizak to, to fight the parents, to answer those comments with authenticity, you know, authenticity. Uh, kids are like sheer, it's very easy to be authentic to. They're right in front of me. If you have them, the parents are not so authentic, not so ready to listen to you, and that's where we really start to we, get, we would get called into Rashiva's office. We would we would start to have less little shabbos in Rashiva. Uh, I, I think I, I think being I, it's a very good question. It's a very intelligent question. I think I think being very honest, I think I think to parents more and more I think yeshivas have to take the parents in more and more. They have to be a table for parents. I think it's possible, as much as possible, honest conversation with parents. How do you get those? I'm shocked over the years. I started very scared with parents. Now it's come to a time you're the same age. When all of us start, Chinuch, we're younger. I beg even younger, babe, not to be afraid and to be honest. Honest conversation, again, even to parents, very honest. What you're trying, what we're about, what we're thinking, and let's discuss the willingness also to be but wrong. But you like you're crazy. What do you feel? What's your an honest conversation. An honest conversation. Let's talk it out and try to really talk it out. Honest conversations with parents is big. I think the yeshiva winning over parents to what they're doing, to what they're trying to do is very big. It's probably my biggest regret. We all look back at earlier years. We have some parents there. When they came, I used to try to like fight them and convince them. Today, they're my friends that we discussed and talked and argued and disagreed and agreed, but this is this is what we're trying here. Honest communication with parents is very, very big. Real honest communication. And sometimes we're wrong, and we're willing to be wrong too, but honest communication, very honest. What, yeah, I think that Pratt has to be there, honest communication. I think people want something authentic that can be discussed, that can be questioned and challenged. 
So this Eidashat the Yachal Azima, you're allowed to slug it up, you're allowed to argue, and, and, we could, and we've been made mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm willing to hear why, why I'm wrong, but I would like to discuss it and present something. Well, thank you everyone for coming. The coffee room is open for the next 10 minutes. The next seven starts. I'm not telling you, you can stay, but the room, the next seven starts in 10 minutes. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, how are you? So, what's in the last time we were together many times since, but there was a day I was at shortstop, he was at third base. He was a better fielder than me, no, but we had, a, we had a good left side of the infield. No? I mean, I'm lefty, I'm lefty. I know you're lefty, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so the line of the lines were asked, everything's mush. Awesome. My question is, how does it work? Meaning, let's say a lot of these shivas involved in. So if you have one kid who's taka, or has some cloud shabbos, who's involved in cloud brosser, what might the, how does that work? What might see is with taka and cloud others? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not at all coming for rules. Even that story was a hit and run. That topic is a real question that needs to be thought about and spoken to Das Torah. I'm not at all promoting personal Chilul Shabbos. We're not allowed to, we have to be Meicha, and there's rules, to, there's halachas. And a sugya, I wasn't, I, sh, I shouldn't have just hit and run, and there's a sugya of what to respond and how to respond to it. I'm not promoting an environment that lets all. I'm really not promoting that, and that is serious questions, and what point the yeshiva has to say, make lines, I'm not at all like discussing those things, and there's endless enough to that, and that's a valid discussion, a holy discussion. I wanted to bring this prat that the main thing we can give our students is our own life, that's the main thing we give all our students. The, most the main, main thing. The main thing we give our students is how the two rebbeim behave in the coffee room. I don't think I can't see my own kids by a rebbe. That's the main thing I want the rebbe to give them beyond curriculum. Beyond so then the tire is the tire schayim. Promoting an environment where it's safe to be authentic. It, a rebbe could do that. Create an atmosphere in his room. So besides amazing what we're adding on besides behavior and all that, that it's an environment, it's safe here to be honest. It's an environment that it's encouraged to honesty. Can't the Torah speak for itself, though? Back to Tzvi's question. The Rebbe is a big lambda, and he's giving over a much more... Uh, also said, it's, not the it's not the Torah of a person, so the Rebbe himself is not someone who I connect with necessarily. But why can't the Torah itself speak for itself? It needs to come through... Like the Talmud seeing the Rebbe and saying, this is what I, I have a shtickle to in a Gemara and Erevin that I would let the Torah answer your question. I say it over, but it's, we're eating the quote. You want to hear a shtickle Torah on this? Real players in the coffee room. <laughs> 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 we're going to do the next session in the nitrogen room. It's a little bigger. It's interesting. There's a Gemara. There's a Gemara. There's a Gemara. There are two things. I heard this I heard this bar from a big Baal Machshava. There's two. There's a There's Allah. You're not allowed to leave a safer open. That's how Allah Gemara speaks about a safer can't be open. Gemara is talking about cloth into. They get carrying, but you now let us. And there's another halacha. You now let it turn a safer upside down. Two halachas. And the Gemara says, interesting. Let's say you can only do one. You have to do one. It's either open or upside down. It's a case with this rolled cloth. So the Gemara says, better it's upside down than the tyro. Better upside down. So turn it upside down. The worse it's not. So I heard from Rabbi Machshav. The Torah open says that the Torah is there, but nobody wants to learn. That's the design of an open Torah. Is the Torah saying that nobody wants to learn? So that's one problem. 
An upside down Torah says the Torah is not accessible. The Torah doesn't talk to us. So he said that better you turn the Torah upside down, that the Torah has what to say. So turn it upside down. Okay, you know, it's not supposed to. But there are people, the Torah, like you said, can talk for itself. The Torah can fight back for itself. There are people who feel that I can't connect the Torah. It has no shyness and efficiency in me. That's the open Torah with nobody there. That, people talk to feel that. The person, the Torah is precious. Can I really connect to it? I think the Rebbe's job is not just to teach Torah, it's to teach that a human being can connect to the Torah. So you say the Torah speaks for itself as a big lambda, that's not the question how special Torah is. Can a human being connect to that? Well, NHP says to Rebbe. A lot of Talmudim have that deficiency. That's the main question. That's Every the main That's why I think you can't leave the Torah open, and that's more than an upside down Torah. Because there you're saying, yeah, I know the Torah can say beautiful things, but nobody can learn it. We could learn it. We're there. There's an open safe and somebody's there. So you're right, the Torah talks for itself. The problem is that people think we can't connect to the Torah. I think that's And if you would show him a Gishmakarad and he would get into it without without a connecting with the Rebbe. You see whatever seems to impact the Rebbe has something. And even the Rashba, I don't know why every Rashba connects to my life. I've seen it in the situation I want to I don't know why every Rashba works in my life. Most of the realness that comes out of the classroom, it's like a barbecue at, at your house. That's true. 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 I think we can do it in the rest of the ways in the rest of the How do you do it? You have been listening to a sheer from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.